Hi, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here with Janice Harlow talking about a question that we got from one of our listeners, um, talking about friendships um, as a ministry leader or a wife of a pastor or someone in ministry, the nuances of friendships and what those can look like. boundaries, how those friendships have changed throughout different stages of ministry, all of that good stuff um, is, uh, Denise is going to have some good input about because she's been doing this now with friends and changing seasons for 27 years at least. I'm 27, so um, just that's safe. Yes, she was, I was seven months pregnant when we moved to this church with Lauren so she never said that, but she's my middle daughter. And uh, yeah, so I really have different seasons mm-hmm. of friendship. It can be really tri- really tricky to navigate um, friendships in the church, especially if you are the pastor's wife. But even if you are a staff um, woman who works at the church, um, you it's, it's a little tricky in the church church world would you say yeah I think that people come in um with a different expectation of you or um I mean sometimes if you're the first person to connect someone who's new um there's an expectation of that you will be the one to continue to care for them um yeah it's not a bad thing it's a very natural thing, but I think that sometimes it it's when your circle gets wide enough, it's hard to figure out who are you <laughs> called to be close friends with, who's safe to be a close friend who, um, you know, and, and then as someone in ministry, like a lot of things you're dealing with are other people's stories, hurts, baggage, as well as your own. Well, and that that uh, referring to when somebody comes in, and let's say you were the first person to connect with them, if if your church is smaller, that's really easy to do. And I was able to do that. And hey, you want to have coffee this week? And you should join our mops program or whatever like that. Um, very very easy to do. But once we got, you know, over a thousand, and now we're at eight thousand. I, I still work at the connection booth and love meeting people, and they don't know I'm the pastor's wife a lot of time, but I enjoy meeting them, but I have to be realistic about if I will see them again or if I'll be able to have lunch with them or develop a friendship with them. So that's uh, it's, it's a tricky place. I've, I've had quite a few different experiences because the church was 125 mm-hmm. when we got here yes. and now we've relocated two different buildings um there's five services at this campus several of my friends have moved to other campuses mm-hmm. and so there's three at each of those campuses it's very, very tricky in the area of friendships, um, but it is possible to have friends as a pastor's wife or as a staff member. Um, there's different kinds of friends, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. For each person? 
You mean different, you mean each person has different types of friendships or you mean that each relationship yields a different friendship? Yeah, well, or what brings you together, I guess. Like you might have a hobby in common with one person and you really enjoy doing that together. There might be another one that is, you laugh with a lot. You just hit it off and you enjoy that Mm -hmm. friendship. Mm -hmm. Your kids' ages that is a huge one. Mm. Um, you, as, as you girls were growing up, I connected with moms along the way that were your various ages at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's, there's different kinds of friends, I would say. Even couple friends. Wouldn't you, um, yeah. Buddy yes. that uh, Tim and I enjoy. and People you like to we go enjoy out with together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, it's really a good thing to talk about. There are some people, and I don't know if you've experienced this in your role at the church, but there are friends who want to be close to me or people, I should say, want to, who want to be my friend just because my husband's up front and they have this weird view of him, whatever. I don't want to stay rock star mentality, but it can get that with people. And we try to say, Hey, we are just people too, but sometimes they just want to be your friend because of that. Yeah. People come in and if they're really insecure, um, or needy, they feel a need to be in the innermost circle and they feel that somehow that will make them important and we we all can I I think we can all smell that a few miles away and know when Mm -hmm. to it just it just really puts your guard up and it's so uncomfortable to figure out how to talk and socialize with those people and I feel like you always have to end up hurting their feelings by being direct at some point (laughs) I don't know (laughs) my limited experience. Well, one thing I would say is definitely pay attention to that red flag Mm -hmm. you feel in your life or your heart or whatever it is when you're talking to somebody. Um, I, I've really learned to pay attention to that. I, it's, it's really probably saved me some heartache along the way Mm -hmm. when I have paid attention. Um, maybe I've read it wrong. And hopefully I get a chance to reconnect along the way. But I do pray about my friendships and that God will direct me. And I think that's mm-hmm. good for all of us out there to do that. I, I have found that real friendship takes time. And maybe, maybe so with me because I am an introvert. I I can be a circumstantial extrovert. Most people at church, I welcome them and I can talk to them. I don't mind the one-on-one conversations. Um, I enjoy it, getting to know them, but it drains me. And I've learned that my best friendships have taken time where we have a little history together. And... uh, that's one of the things I've learned with me. We, um, my best friends, I don't have a best, best friend, but uh, some of my best friends, we pray together because we have mm-hmm. that spiritual bond as mm-hmm. well as whatever else it was. And I, 
I don't know how far along the way, but they have made me feel safe just by their tone, by the things they've said in our conversations. And I, I thought, oh, okay, mm. this person is safe. They are, they're not going to judge me, you know, when I share any of my junk or something that I need to pray about. And they genuinely care about me and my family. Yes. How Do you think that um, as a pastor's wife potentially one with some negative experiences behind you it takes longer for you to build up that trust and friendship are the are the friends you have now people who have proven themselves faithful over time uh yes to both yes okay. <laughs> because we've been here long enough um uh, the my closest friends actually weren't here when i think about it they've been at the church 10 years or longer Okay. But we've been here 27 years, and they weren't around in the early, early days. And um, a shout-out to Annie, Annie Double, who sent us some questions. The shout-out to her because she said, did your friendships change mm -hmm. at church along the way as the church grew? And honestly, not on purpose, but it did. It kind of just evolved that way because you're involved in different areas of life or ministry, whatever it might be. Um, it just kind of naturally happened. It's interesting, the friends and the people I was closest to when you girls were young actually changed by the time you're in high school because high school is such a busy time. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of time for friendships, I noticed during that era. Yeah. Because high schoolers take up a lot of time. And you become friends with your kids yeah. um, as they go to college and later. Um, not that you were in town and, and we go do things together like I would love. Hint, hint, hint. But <laughs> I, um, you know, we talk about stuff. We FaceTime a lot. We talk on the phone. So if you were sitting having coffee with Annie right now and... Um, she was feeling the pressure, potentially, this is just totally a common situation, not anything specific to Annie, but she was feeling the pressure of really hurting people's feelings because she needed to move along to some other friendships or needed to invest more in different friendships than she had in the past. What would you say to her? What advice would you give? I, I would say don't, you don't have to totally give up that friendship. But maybe say, hey, let's get on the calendar at least once a month where we go to lunch. So they don't feel totally neglected, mm -hmm. but you don't want them to feel thrown by the wayside either if they've been your friend. Um, especially if they are wanting the friendship to remain. Now, there is a, a tricky situation when you were at church and you were on staff or you're a pastor's wife, most of us have a ministry mindset. We are going to um, seek out people that we don't know, make them feel acquainted, help them feel God's love, and, and people who've been hurting, reconnect with them. How's that going? So it's not a place to us where you exercise your friendship. And my friends don't care. Real friends 
do not care. In hmm. fact, they'll wave at me sometimes across the room, or if they're near, nearby, we'll hug each other and they'll say, I love you. And, and, but they don't, they are not needy. Hmm. They don't need for me to say, oh, this is my friend, you know, um, and have extra attention at church. They allow you to be on mission. Exactly. Yeah, good way to put that. Um, That's so true. Um, a lot of people don't even know that they're my friends at our church because they are so inconspicuous uh, about it. That's interesting. Maybe they're ashamed of me. Uh, maybe <laughs> you don't have any friends, Mama. <laughs> maybe they don't really love you. I'm just kidding. Um, they love you a lot. They've thrown me off my wedding shower and my baby showers, but that's true. They wouldn't know if I'm just seeing you on Sunday. Um I think having some of those direct conversations from personal experience can really help um, someone else come along through church growth. You know, my time is more limited, but you're really special to me. But at the same time, I know that God has called me to be doing this with my time during this season. So how can we work this out so that I I still get to see you? Um, Well, another great avenue to go with that is you probably have met somebody who's new to the church who needs a friend and you actually could pull your friend into doing ministry Mm -hmm. say oh she needs christian friendships so much she's a great gal blah blah you know whatever you know i could share without breaking confidentialities and ask her pull her into being on mission mm-hmm. and reaching out to some of yes. those people. So, Well, I bet one thing that is pretty common for our listeners who are pastor's wives, let's talk about how do you find the safe inner circle to talk about your own marital and family problems, the things that you need to talk about with friends. How do you figure out who those people are? How do you discern that? Does it take some time? Do some people need to wait it out and f- feel lonely for a while? I mean, I don't... well, there it's interesting because depending on if your husband's on staff too or not, because we have women listening who are there on staff, but maybe their husbands aren't. Also, I. Um, if your husband's the senior pastor and he's preaching every weekend, it's you have to be so careful. And actually, I'm not sure marriage husband stuff is always wise to get in deeply. Hmm. Uh, it depends on your friendship with the person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm frustrated because of this. I don't know how to communicate this. Can you, do you have any ideas? Can you be praying for this? Sure, but you sure. Have to, because you, you have to be super careful. You need, yeah, you can't. <laughs> yes. It's, it's really hard. You don't want to accidentally make someone think less of their character because of what you're going through. And then... Yep. You know, Satan gets a foothold in their heart because they don't have that same reconciliation with the experience that you do. And so, yeah, I think 
Um, and if they're a new, newer Christian, oh, they don't, yeah, no. they don't get it. Mm. That, that I, I, we want them to know we're not perfect. Tim is very authentic and honest up front, but these people are not the people to share that with. And actually, that's why I'm a big advocate of Christian counseling because if there is a area we cannot overcome and we it keeps coming back as a problem keeps coming back i definitely would choose would recommend a christian counselor or yes or perhaps an older couple in ministry or who's not yes. in your church maybe but or is but someone in ministry yes and and even like you're fortunate your sisters are not in town and you're very close to them you can call Yes. them and talk about stuff yes. with each other to get ideas and help with each other. Just be careful. Don't develop friendships with people who are husband bashers. That is not going to help you um, if that's all you hear and you want to jump on the bandwagon with them. There are people who are like that, but I doubt if if you're using discretion and wisdom, those probably aren't going to be your best friends. They're anyway. not going to be your inner circle people. They could be in a circle with you. Yeah, maybe there's somebody in your small group. There's or someone something. you're called to, or and yeah, yeah. Um, so have you been hurt by friends? I know. I think I think it'd be encouraging for listeners who might be dealing with different situations. Um, that I I will share. I won't share any names, and we've been here a long time, so it's it would be hard for anybody to possibly know what I'm even talk, talking about, right? But I have been hurt in the early days. I was. Before I was even on staff, we were I was starting a mops ministry at our church. It wasn't here, and so I was starting it for the very first time. But I did have a newborn and a little two-year-old, so and a husband who was the preacher, and we had, were here fairly recent, less than a year. We're getting this mops ministry, mops ministry started, which stands for Mothers of Preschoolers, by the way. If you don't know, and it. I had someone, I guess, who either didn't think I was moving quick enough, doing it like she thought I could, because she acted like we were friends, was one of those that kind of wanted to be on the inner circle. But I did have some hesitations, like red flags that came up. Mm -hmm. And I found out later that she had called Mops International and was complaining about me. And it just really hurt it was like wow you acted one way to my face you never ever came to me and talked to me about this Mm -hmm. and it it was it was very very strange but I was glad I I paid attention to that red flag um she did tell me you're really hard to get to know (laughs) there's a reason for that you know uh I'm not going to share my deepest darkest secrets with, with you. people like that so I think she really wanted to know I don't know so um I think another thing if you're on staff you need to protect other people's experiences with your church so you can't 
sometimes even bring home some of the things that you're dealing with unless you're going to be, I mean, to your spouse, of, of course, you can talk these things through. But even then, you know, if you're having trouble with your someone who reports to you and they're on staff, that could really change your spouse's view of that person if you aren't really careful to circle back and make sure there's reconciliation. Um, and And so... You just have to keep your circle so small. I mean, otherwise it's gossiping, essentially. But really being serious about that. Um, because if you are on staff, then you're working alongside people. <laughs> but they're also people <laughs> who are running the church. And so friends in the church, really, it's not appropriate for them to know that you're having trouble with other people on staff. Um so that's hard. Yeah, that's a good point. Honestly, our closest couple friends right now are couples um, on staff. Yeah. Maybe not both of them, but... Right, one of the, it, it, of the couple. Yeah, and, and it's, it's such a healthy, safe place where we can discuss stuff and bring stuff up mm-hmm. and... And not be cutting people down. Yeah, yeah. But helping each other understand, giving ideas. It's it's really great. I um I love the scripture, Proverbs twelve twenty six. It says the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. And especially that first part, I am I want to be salt and light in the world, and I'm going to have friends outside the church, but they are not going to be my closest friends, the people who have the biggest influence on my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to choose my friends carefully as a staff member, as a pastor's wife, whatever it may be, as a Christian. So, uh, so important. That, yes, that is attention, especially if you do already... We don't, we don't want you to walk away from any non-Christian friendships, but recognize how they are influencing you and what, what they're, what effect that's having on you. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully you're having more influence on them as you live more and more like Christ. Mm -hmm. For those of you that might be in a smaller church, maybe even a smaller town out there and it's really tricky to have anybody to share your frustrations or struggles with at church. It's There is an awesome ministry that I have released the podcast of the interview with Lori Wilhite, but she developed and is leading the ministry, Leading and Loving It. And it has small groups on it that you are connected with people who do the same things as you. So you'd be connected with other pastor's wife or other children's ministers or whatever your area of service, you would be connected with them across the miles. And you actually do like, uh, I don't don't know if it's house party or whatever it is that where you all are in the, like it's in, you're in the same room. All the faces are on the screen at once. And I understand these women have really been there to hold each other up, get through some hard times, pray for each other. And even my 
husband's closest friends, his three accountability partners are all in different states. Mm -hmm. But they get on the phone once a week and they plan trips together twice a year. So uh, you may have to get creative if you're in that situation Mm -hmm. and think out of the box a little bit to develop some safe friends. That's so true. I don't discount friendships with people who are not in the same life stage as you. You can have a best friend who's 20 years older than you. <laughs> that is so Just true. Just wanted to throw that out there, you know, for for needing someone to talk to and, and all of that. That's really important. Um, but you can have friends. Um, it's probably really, really important that you've make time for and figure out how to have friends, people you can have fun with who don't need anything from you. Um, yeah. As someone yeah. in ministry, um, it's important. I think it's an important thing that God doesn't value us for how much we're worth and having people around us to remember or how much we output or achieve or do for him you know he loves us for who we are and having people around us to do that for us is really important to remind us that Mm -hmm. we don't need to do anything or accomplish anything to be in their lives is really great yeah I love the story of Jonathan and David in the Bible Mm -hmm. because Jonathan was so supportive of David so there for David And it's a beautiful story of friendship. And I have friends like that that lift me up in my ministry. But I realize, uh, excuse me, friendship is a two-way street. And so I try really hard to text them now and then or to set up a lunch date when we are in town. Even if it's only, you know, once every six weeks or eight weeks, they are always so happy to hear from me and to get together. Mm. And so they don't, they understand our life. They don't judge me and they've sharpened me Mm. uh, so much in my walk with Christ. So that's encouraging. Well, we know it can get a little lonely out there when you feel like you can't really talk through something that you're going through because of the implications of that. And, um, so pray, pray for wisdom for who's around you. I know um, absolutely. one of my aunts who is in a ministry and whose husband is senior pastor, I remember she told me she prayed for a best friend for two years. And mm-hmm. after two years, God gave her a best friend. And she said that friendship was life-changing for her. So... Um, let's actually ask God for what we need (laughs) and what we want and trust him to be our good father to give us that too. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I love that. All right. Well, um, go make some friends. Just kidding. You probably all have enough people in your life, (laughs) Um, but reach out, reach out to people who you need, who aren't maybe in the same place and we are praying for you all and hope that you can find some safe places to be friends. If you have more follow-up questions, um, message Denise Harlow and put her on the spot with some more 
questions. Um, we love hearing from you and what's going on. And I know that, the, that Annie, that question was so great because I think a lot of us are struggling with those lines and that tension. So thank you so much for listening and for tuning in. Uh, if you want more information or encouragement, check out womentum.net or deniseharlow.com. Um, or if you want to see beautiful grandchildren, please follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook. One of them might be mine. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great day. We'll be praying for you and talk to you soon. Bye.